the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The answers we have, the issues we face, are self-destructed policies destroying the quality of life in our country. As the imbeciles are talking about January 6th, we have an example of an insurrection. It's called Sri Lanka. Just take a look. That's an insurrection. That's what it looks like. Not on January 6th. And I understand you have some very cherry-picked footage and the rest of it. But it's, it's just unbelievable. It's nonstop. I'm watching in the studio Xanadu. NBC, CNN, ABC, over and over again. Front page of the Drudge. The once great Drudge Report that now is a propaganda rag that would make the Soviet Union blush. Everything is about January 6th. Everything here. January 6th committee notifies Department of Justice that Trump tried tampering with the witness. Witness described unhinged brawl in the Oval Office. Yeah, that that's probably exactly what happened. That's probably exactly what happened. We have hearsay. We have we have people with grudges. We have all the rest of it. But above all, we have real economic failure as the real big lie is on his way right now to beg Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, which is rooted at Numerous scandals in our country. Numerous. Including September 11th. And we're begging them for oil, which we have in abundance. They want to go back to January 6, 2021. Let's go back to the economy then. See, back then, just that short few months ago, 16, 17 months ago, we had a much higher quality of life. Now, they're trying to normalize. Failure and despotism, as pickle-faced Fauci is back on tour. He's back here to tell you, we're not going to force you to do anything. After two and a half years of forcing us to do everything, most of all, submit to a gangster government. As they, they avoid the actual problems within their policies, which is none of it worked, none of it. Not your predictions. It's almost like global warming. Not your cure. Your cure. Not only didn't your cure work, there's some interesting developments going on around the world. Now, we have to go to news outside of America because our news is a propaganda wing for the fascist mafia calling themselves Democrats. It's been infiltrated. It's been overturned. You're not going to get this on these shores. So I went all the way across the pond, ironically, to the monarchs we slayed to be free men to get some news on exactly what's going on with the cure of the COVID 
in which was created by government that we all now know. So hundreds more people uh, are dying per week in England and Wales than usual, and it's not from COVID. Office for National Statistics. Um, COVID deaths for the UK, week of the 24th of June ending, 346 people died from COVID. Um, not all of those from COVID, some of those were with COVID. Uh, 17th of June, it was 309. But the total deaths registered in the UK were 12,278. This is the key thing. This is nearly 16% above the five-year average. 16% above the five-year average are dropping like flies. How many is that a week, Doc? So way more people are dying than we would expect based on the previous five years. Way more than we would expect. What is going on here? Obviously, if more people are dying, this is quite a big concern. 16%, 15.9% more people than we would expect this week, this time of year, based on previous years. Not COVID-related. Latest breakdown for England and Wales that we have here. Uh, so the excess deaths, deaths more than we would expect, 1,540. COVID deaths, uh, 285. Uh, about 6% of the COVID deaths gave COVID as the underlying cause. So Boy, these limeys are slow talkers. It's 1,374 a week, more dying than a five-year average. What changed in the last two years? Hmm, what could it be? Forced mandated vaccines? Ding, 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 ding. Where's pickle face? Everybody wants to put this pandemic behind us and feel and hope that it doesn't exist. It does. It does, and you invested in it, and you're the founder of it. In fact, you're the founding father of COVID, Fauci. And uh, this was exposed, and why would you do that? I think the answer is in the question. I really, really do. Senator, we also know from other studies that the optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. And in fact, showing reinfection in the era of Omicron and the sublineages, that vaccination... But you can't follows- answer the question I asked. The question I ask is how many kids are dying and how many kids are going to the hospital who have already had COVID? The answer may be zero, but you're not even giving us the data because you have so much wanted to protect everybody from all the data, because we're not smart enough to look at the data. When you release data earlier, when the CDC released the data, they left out the category of 18 to 49 on whether or not there was a health benefit for, left for it out. adults. 18 Why would you leave it out? Why was it left out? When critics finally complained, it was finally included because there was no health benefit from taking a booster between the 18 to 49 and the CDC study. Oh, but there was a benefit. I have to differ with my Rand Paul, there was a benefit. You know, I don't know as a fact, but I doubt it. Well, well here's the thing is, why don't you let us know? Why don't you reveal how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH refuses. Look, we ask them. We ask them. The NIH, we ask them whether or not who got it and how much. They refuse to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee. Have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Right. Can you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from let people me who make the vaccines? Soundbite number one. Are you going to let me answer a question? No, I don't think I will. Okay, pickle face, so you lying you scumbag! You've been bribed. Bribed. That's why you invested in the flu. And now we now know that there's all kinds of side effects. You don't want to talk about that. So what do you do when you don't want to talk about it? Let's change the narrative. What are we going to change the narrative to? I don't know. You want to go with abortion? You want to go with January 6th? 
I don't know. I, 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 I almost think we should go with something that's really almost off topic of that. Where is my clip, honey bunny, of the woman who wants to talk about men being pregnant? I can't seem to locate it. Is doing their job. And they- oh, it's pro. Okay. And do you think, a, do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have. I'm talking dignity. about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering you, a more interesting question that, to you me. You think that the baby? You weren't asked an interesting question to you, stupid. That's a law professor, stupid. You can't answer simple questions. Here, one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity. What the hell is a cis woman? What the hell is that? You're just making it up. And these are the people we're taking advice? We're taking advice on how to deal with a pandemic from these illiterate morons what do you you articulate very nice and you speak very fast and you throw all the words together but you're a real moron aren't you law professor dimwit capacity for pregnancy um there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy as well as non show me one show me one right now show me a guy who's a woman and he's got the three-piece set pregnant produce it professor numbnuts Binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator. Oh, I like how she has all the words all streamed together saying absolutely nothing. Holly. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens <laughs> like a like a 14-year-old spoiled dimwit. <laughs> Listen to these idiots. This is a law professor. How? Because it doesn't take anything but the right ethnicity, the right genitalia, and the right place to get a degree in absolutely anything. And these are the people that are covering up the real scandal in this nation. And it isn't just that we have the most obvious bribed political whore apparatchik of the Ukrainian oligarchs and the Chinese pretending to be president, the big lie on his way to go kiss Saudi ass. It's that you seem to have poisoned tens, hundreds, maybe even billions of people. The 66 were from COVID and 119 were with COVID. So um, basically of this 285, quite a lot of those were basically incidental recordings on the death certificate. So if we take non-COVID excess deaths after 1,540, take away the COVID deaths, that means that the excess deaths that are not due to COVID are 1,374 so these are excess deaths that are not due to COVID. This is too many to be a statistical artifact. That's a scandal. That's evidence. Unlike you, Professor Dimwit, producing me a pregnant man, you moron. Opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing them. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have 
attempted suicide. Because they're mentally ill. Noted. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning. So we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm not denying they exist. I'm also not denying that morons exist and pose themselves as professor moron. That's no one's denying it. We're denying if they should be in control of government, if. They should be making policies in society if society is obligated to partake in their delusion. That's what we're arguing against. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancy. Shut up, you moron. Shut your mouth. You're talking to a senator. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think men can get (laughs) pregnant. So you are denying that trans people exist? And that leads to... Do you believe men can get pregnant? You stupid son of a dog. Do you believe that? The violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no. They're, they're, told that to they're a- opening up people. To they're them. not allowed to question you and you're not allowed to reason because you are a tribal ideologue of stupidity. Let's go to my ash. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, medical. mental and behavioral health. See, men aren't even supposed to talk like a woman. What happens when my Ash in his pencil skirt pretending to be a woman and an admiral? What happens when he tries to talk? Let's hear it again. I like it. Makes me laugh. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, Medical. mental, and behavioral health. You're an example of mental. You should be on the poster of mental. We should stop being forced to pretend that you're not or that you are a woman, or that you're under a size 18. You fat slob man in a pencil skirt. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I know, squirrel, I know a little exercise but I'm, i mean i'm tired of entertaining this stupidity and these are the people we're going to reason with in the economy we're going to reason with these people who insist with a straight face even though there was a nose ring involved and all kinds of other nonsense that men can be pregnant now we're going to talk about how to make america rich again how to make americans prosperous again how to fix an economy that's been bastardized and overthrown by corruption as you have a 50-year political whore pretending to be president as he begs a country that is in the bottom of every scandal this country's faced for the last 70 years. It's a little aggravating, in particular when I have to pretend that that idiot is a law professor. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Yes, uh, just a point of reference. Uh, you have two movies that featured, uh, as part of the plot, uh, pregnant men. One was a Rabbit Test with Billy Crystal. The other was Junior uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And both bombed at the box office. You know why? Yeah, but... Men can't be pregnant. Even yes, if it's I know. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even if the steroids, the horse steroids, were injected through, a sh- through an orifice, still can't be pregnant. What do you think of that? Well, there are twice as many equine posteriors as there are horses. I like that. Very good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I let him right in the net. Craig. Northside. Hey, Sean, how are you? You got me fired up here. Um, Shouldn't we be fired up? Governors not obeying. Shouldn't we be? I mean, oh, we're, being lied. we're being lied to on a multitude of topics. I mean, lied right to our face. And now we're being talked down to by a moron that has the audacity to claim 
Men can be pregnant and you should not state the obvious, which means the way I interpret this, Craig, we're done reasoning with these people. Are you going to reason with them on their other bald faced lies, whether it be the economy or nature called climate change? You're not going to be able to reason with them. Absolutely not. Absolutely. They're the party of stupidity and lawlessness is what they are. They really are. And and it's an it's an absolute crying shame. Um, I'm. I'm going to go to break. Uh, I got a problem here in the studio. We will be back after this. Take me to break there, Squirrel. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right, I'm proud to be joined with my friend, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Jerome Corsi has written a book that is a game changer because it takes on one of the greatest lies ever told to society, this idea that the sustenance of all prosperity, life, as we know it, and the common denominator of everything you see, touch, and feel, let alone that makes your life luxurious, is a finite commodity. It is not. Oil is not a finite commodity. They've beat this lie into us for 80 years here in this country and even longer around the world. This is science-based. It's fact-based. It's an in-depth book, so we are going to have an in-depth interview. We are going to interview three times a week, chapter by chapter, and take on arguably the greatest lie ever told to man, this idea that oil, the lifeblood of any society, is finite and can only be controlled by governments and corporations. Dr. Jerome Corsi has taken this on. He's written a book called The Truth About Energy. It is fact-based, taking on the greatest lie. So, Dr. Jerome, thank you so much for joining me. And I truly do think this is it's a great game. to be with you, Sean. I look forward to it. I, the, the book is, um, you know, the future, the truth about energy, climate change, and global warming. And it's subtitled, you know, the massive amount of disinformation we get in this age. The subtitle of the book is precisely Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. And I really go through the climate science and the politics, and uh, we're going to have a unique chance with you. I think we'll, this will probably be the only series of interviews I do that comprehensively cover the book. And we'll probably have them up on my website. I'm creating a new website, which will be drjeromecourcy.com, and I'm kind of relaunching Myself, after a couple of years of regrouping after the Mueller investigation, which took a while to recover from, and now I'm going to really try to get this book understood, and it's the first book of a trilogy. I'm writing a Great Awakening trilogy. I want people to wake up to the truth. These books are all going to be about the truth of these various subjects. This one, energy, global warming, and climate change. And I want people to understand both them. Um, I, I speak for myself, but I've gotten to know you over these past few weeks. And the reality is, if this was something that man could do, if they were telling the truth, we would be on their side. Because we only want what's best for humanity and what's best for the world, as we know it. But the reality is, what they have managed to do, in my opinion, is use misguided lies in order to enrich themselves and control a commodity that is the common denominator of everything. This is something I felt for decades as their um, 
their their predictions were wrong. They've been wrong since they started making these predictions. That's what piqued my curiosity. In the beginning, I was interested in helping everything as I heard their lies. As I investigated, I realized they were just that lies. And what I like about your book is you take them on with unequivocal data. So let's get into the crux of it. Give us some of the data that really kind of changed your mind. And as you started to explore it, just proved to be the truth. Well, let's begin with Chapter 1. The, the book has three parts to it. The first is the politics of energy, global warming, and climate change. And I go through here how the Malthusians, the people who think we have too many people on the earth, were overpopulated, and we're running out of resources. I want to know where this began, how it got applied to the idea we're running out of oil, natural gas, we're running out of energy. So Chapter 1 starts with Julian Simon. Uh, it's called Julian Simon, Echo Sage, and Natural Resource Optimist. Julian Simon was a, a very well-known, uh, basically, economist who uh, essentially had a career de- debunking a lot of the Malthusian myths of running out of everything, too many people in the world. Uh, he His career... Uh, was a career in economics. He had a Harvard degree. Uh, he was um, 65 years old when he died in 1998, and he had taught at the Cato Institute, Conservative Economics Institute. His last long-term career was at the, you know, in the universities, was at the University of Illinois Champaign, at Urbana-Champaign, following an academic career where he held a long-term position at the University of Maryland. Uh, he was born in 1932, and among the green energy true believers, Julian Simon is um, infamous for taking on a contrarian position on energy resources. He's argued that our posi- position, you know, our perception that we're scarce of energy, running out, is psychological. It's not really backed up by any historical, factual reasoning or evidence of energy. Uh, I start out with his book. 1999, there was a book he pub- was published posthumously. He had died. It's called Hoodwinking, Hoodwinking the Nation. And in it, Ben Joseph Wattenberg, who was a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, commented that Simon had often felt angry because he was ridiculed or ignored by the Malthusian crowd and their conspiracy theories. Uh, what Julian Simon says in the book, he asks a critical question, why is there so much false bad news about the subjects of environment, resources, and population? An even tougher question is this one, why do we believe so much false bad news about the environment, resources, and population? Why do we believe it? Not only is there a lot of false news, but we believe it. And that's where I start the book, to try to explore that. Uh, what, you know, what Julian Simon said in his autobiography was that essentially he felt like he was running against the grain. He was violating the, all these popularly correct, politically correct notions, which are essentially based on fear and concern. Um, and I'm going to give you one more quote that I want you to comment a bit. Mm-hmm. But it was, he said, every resource economist knows that all natural resources have been getting more available rather than more scarce, as shown by their falling prices over decades and centuries. Every demographer knows that the 
death rates been falling all over the world. Life expectancy almost tripled in the rich countries in the past two centuries and almost doubled in the poor countries in the last four decades. So this is the most important and amazing demographic fact, the greatest achievement in human history. It took thousands of years to increase life expectancy at birth from just over 20 years to the high 20s, which only occurred in about 1750. And since 1750, life expectancy in the richest countries has jumped. After World War II, we began to see people living over 75 years. And largely, this has been because not only of improvements in science and medicine, but the fact that we've had abundant, cheap energy that has supplied a standard of living that provides abundance for people across the world, including in the poor countries. And so Simon was determined to make this fact a reality and to show the evidence for it. So I love that, and I love the fact you wrote it. And I am looking forward to our next conversation, which I'm hoping is tomorrow, because you're not getting rid of me, kid. I'll be happy to do it tomorrow. I greatly admire your determination and your courage to bring these forward. And uh, I truly enjoy working with you, Sean. I look forward to to these future interviews. I'm very excited about doing this with you. Me too. Dr. Jerome Corsi, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Can you imagine, as we are now subjugated to fascist-run countries like Iran, like Saudi Arabia, inbred, how it's all been a lie? Can you imagine if it's just simple? And not only can we just dig and get it, but can you imagine if we can create an alternative version of it and we don't need any of it? You know, the way that the Germans did 80 years ago. I, I think it would be quite interesting. I, I really do the, to explore the concept of synthetic oil. You wouldn't need anything. Of course, then the stranglehold on the largest industry in human, nat- in human history would be kind of opened up, and it wouldn't be just these corporatist big oil companies in conjunction with corrupt governments. That might be the best thing for us, though. I don't know. Do we get the best thing for us when we bend knee to corruption and pretend it Democrats and Republicans? I don't think so. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. That was a great interview. Um, I would like Jerome Corsi asked, though, why in the conservative movement is there no discussion of what's blatantly obvious, which is the chemtrailing and all the chemicals being sprayed in the air were being treated as an experiment? Why is that off limits? I'd like to know. So I had on on a a guy from California. His name escapes me. I feel terrible, but I had him on a few months ago. I don't know if you heard. He um, started out on the the side of of the green movement on the side of the fascists, and through his own research, he was a scientist, he decided it was wrong, and this became a topic that he wanted to explore, and he takes it on. I'm going to get the name. I'm, I'm embarrassed, Candace, that I don't well, know his name. Is it geoengineeringwatch.org? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's a great website, you guys. I had, him, I, had, I had him on, and Jerome could only take mm-hmm. on one taboo topic at a time. But to think that um, you know what you said would have been, I would have hung up on you five years ago. To think that, but what you now know, as we are in the ramifications of this this vaccine, this experiment, is that 
governments around the, the world have no conscience in turning their citizens into test no. rats, lab rats. Sean. It's absolutely true. Sean, here in southeast Wisconsin, they are spraying us like crazy. And the weird thing is, I saw on a video on um, geoengineeringwatch.org that they were bragging in, back in the 70s that they'll be able to control weather. Dane Wigington, as Honey Bunny whispered in my yeah. ear, Dane Wig Wigington is the name. And the clip okay. that I had during that interview was a clip of LBJ talking about how essential it was for America to control weather over crops um, to to build a, a, a superpower over um, crops. So, of course, this is something. But now, is. Sean, that's how they're also getting the land, is they're causing droughts via this film that they put. Then the heat cannot escape the atmosphere. It's baking us to death, killing off tons of bees, all kinds of stuff, causing Alzheimer's in people, cancer, everything else. And then they buy up the land because the farmers can't make any money when there's, yeah. you know, not rain for, you know, a month or three weeks. It's, it's a great scam. Hey, when you, if you can get government to implement policies of, of fraud, it's a great scam. I mean, after all, who came up with mark-to-market math? You think it was Enron? I say it was the government. Thank you very much, Candace. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. So what I want to do, boy, I'll tell you what, Candace and everything that uh, I used to think and think that was nutty stuff, too. And um, the more I hear about all these things. Craig, I had all... a roofer 15 years ago, a roofer in my house. And he came to me 15 years ago. And he said, I said, get the hell out of here. What are you, out of your mind? What are you, out of your mind? And then I was sitting around about, uh, it was sitting with me for about a month and a half. And I started to research it. And up pops the idea of weather control that the government during World War II was trying and working on openly. Openly, they were putting it in the budget. And, you know, uh, Candace was right. Is it a taboo? Yeah, it is a taboo because people would say, ah, you're crazy. But those same people are the ones that want me to believe men can get pregnant. So I don't give a rip what they think. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so listen, when they're having this, uh, these, uh, the press secretary talk to these reporters or whatever the heck they're uh, pretending to be and everything, this is, this is nuts. She'll basically, when she's doing all her lying and spinning and all this stuff and everything, trying to explain how great the economy is, and a couple of times already, she got into point, she says, oh, uh, yeah, this economy is powerful. Now, my question is, why isn't there somebody in the room to push back on what is clearly um, spinning and lies and dishonest stuff, and then she makes a comment like that? Why won't somebody just say, what do you what are you talking about? Explain the powerful economy. If, explain what's good about anything that's going on, and nobody does it. No, a, a reporter asked, uh, and, and you'll show that woman the respect she deserves, Sideshow Bob. A woman asked Sideshow Bob if she could point to something good, and she pointed to job numbers. What she didn't want to point to is the fact that all of those jobs are government-funded. And that is the real scandal. So, Craig, what you have is a complacent propaganda wing pretending to be a media, and you've got the only systemic problem this country has, political corruption running things. And in there lies the scam. And what we prove time in and time out is it's really a money laundering scheme. And it explains why we send all of these politicians to help stop the debt, save us from the spending. And what do they do? They cut themselves in on the money scheme, and they're not just named Adam Kinzinger. Thank you, Craig, for the call. I appreciate it. Do we have time? How much time I got, kid? Terry Rogers Park. Hey, uh, Sean, I'm afraid if uh, America ever has a fascist government takeover and only military and law enforcement are allowed uh, automatic weapons. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and the gangster disciples in the Sinaloa mm -hmm. cartel. Go ahead. 
All right. Uh, citizens won't be able to fight back if all they're allowed to have is pistols. Terry, I recommend that you go down to 26th and Cal and join the Gangster Disciples. You can get all the weapons you want, and the government will help you get it. And my favorite part is when they ask little Lori Lightfoot in her man costume if she's excited about gun control. Mayor Lightfoot, thank you so much for joining us. We saw President Biden sign into law the new bipartisan gun safety legislation yesterday. Do you think that that will help reduce gun violence in Chicago? I'm going to make you wait till the next hour to hear little Lori Lightfoot's prediction. After all, over the 4th of July weekend, 93 people were shot in her city with the strongest gun control. She surely has the answers, and I will take your call. It's only me and you for the next hour. We're interview-free, me and you. 312-642-5600, if you care to grab a line, I'll be back. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Now let's give it uh, some context. July. It is the 12th of July. There have been 174 people shot in July. The Summer of Joy, which starts on uh, May 27th, there has been 500 and 96 people shot. This is just the city of Chicago. Not those outlier scum suburbs in which have staggering body counts as well. The year to date in Chicago, 1,762 people have been shot. The only business that thrives in that sewer isn't just Madigan's law firm and the corrupt lawyers that work on a property theft ring. It is the drug cartels, the gangbangers. They are making a fortune. Why? Because they have the protection of politicians. They absolutely unequivocally do. And I don't just mean Peanuthead, Kim Fox. Although Peanuthead could be Lori Lightfoot, although she has a peculiar head. I think she shaves in that male pattern baldness to look more like a fella, even though she isn't. You saw a policeman... Beautiful guy. Beautiful. Going to get married. Beautiful girl. Sticking up for people. Shot in the spine. Paralyzed. Are you out of your mind? Who was he shot by? Roaches. With rap sheets longer than Lori Lightfoot Schwansteiger. And she is on CNN. And they're asking her how the gun laws are uh, that, that Joe Biden signed on toilet paper are going to help in a city that she runs that has the strictest rules, not just on guns, though, on law enforcement. Mayor Lightfoot, thank you so much for joining us. We saw President Biden sign into law the new bipartisan gun safety legislation yesterday. 
Do you think that that will help reduce gun violence in Chicago? I think it will um, go a long way in doing that. When you see something finally happening after 30 years of uh, mass shootings, uh, victims and advocates um, coming together and... Now, the Democrats that support this political whore, they don't understand what she's talking about are the campaign contributors in Highland Park. Those numbers that I read you that are staggering and horrifying, those happened in her city, under her regime. This is her failure. Begging, begging uh, for the Congress to act, and it finally acts. I think it will help not only because of the content of the legislation, which focuses um, specifically for Chicago on gun trafficking and straw purchasers, but it's a confidence builder um, and hopefully sets the floor, not the ceiling uh, for next steps, because we all know. All that this will do is make more people victims. That's all it's going to do. It's not going to do a damn thing. Those numbers that I talked about will be surpassed next year. And this step-and-fetch Democrat voter will vote for this dimwit and the fat slob pretending to be governor. Let's go to an ex-cop who now resides in a wonderful place. His name is Don. He's calling from Florida. Sean, how are you? Good, Don. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah, it was a wild ride. But let me tell you, I enjoyed it. 29 years on a force. Wow. Wonderful. I have a nephew that's in there right now. I worry about him every day. Go ahead. You should. You should. Um, I, when I first got on my first gang team uh, on the south side of Chicago, uh, probably about 96, 97, we get a notice from ATF letting us know about uh, car lo- or train loads of uh, firearms that were stolen in the rail yards on the south side. You know, the, rail, the train stops. Oh, you know, yes, yeah. Somehow they know where these guns are, which car they're in, right? There's only it's, one way they could know. Time. They have someone on the inside. Well, okay. here, listen to this. This has gone, been going on for years, up until the last notice I heard saw a couple about two years ago that it's still going on. Now, you think that if you know there are these uh, firearms are being transported in these cars, and they're getting stolen. Wouldn't you put security on it? Not if you want them to be stolen. Would... You'd arrange well, yeah, for it exactly. to be. You'd, you'd arrange exactly. for it to be open. Yeah. Why is it continuing to happen? Don't you remember the Luftwanza case? They had the security guard. He gave him the key. You remember? That's exactly how it works. Do you know right now in yep. the Marine yep. Corps, in the Army, in the Air Force, you know their biggest problem is right? Gangs. What's that? Recruits. Oh yeah. Recruits that are gangbangers, they're more loyal to the gangs than they are the United States Marine Corps or the United States Army or the Navy or the rest. They're brilliant. Hey, Sean, you keep up up this great work. I love you. Thank you, Don. I love you right back. I'm glad you made it out alive. And that's what you have to say when you see a Chicago policeman, especially when you're coming off a weekend of a tragedy, an unbelievable tragedy. Tragedy. Two people in connection with the shooting of an off-duty police officer Saturday. That officer is now paralyzed. WGN's Dan Revick has an update now on his condition. 
Chicago police officer Dan Golden is recovering here at Christ Hospital in Oak Lawn. His family tells us he is now paralyzed from the waist down after being shot over the weekend. Now, this happened early Saturday morning near West 104th Street and Western Avenue at Sean's Rhino Bar in Beverly. Golden was off duty at the time and at the bar with friends after playing in a softball tournament fundraiser for cancer patients earlier in the day. Listen to this kid's life. He's playing softball for cancer patients, to benefit cancer patients. A fight breaks out. He sticks his two cents in because he's a good person. And now he's in a wheelchair. And who shot him? Perpetrators let out by politicians. Rap sheets as big as the four-year-old kid who was spitting on cops the other day. This is the systemic problem. It is political corruption as they run cover for gangbanging scum. Because they know they help organize the voter fraud and the rest of it. They're the reason they get control of the money for the after-school programs. As we pretend we're spending $28,000 on pupils rather than a money laundering scheme to Chicago Teachers Union. It is all one giant money laundering fraud. Because there are no Democrats in Chicago. There's mafia members. They just look extremely freakish. While this step was important, it's not nearly enough, and we need to keep uh, pushing um, for more common-sense gun legislation. On the law, whatsoever, It'll be a difference maker. But the street gangs that she really represents, they will be unfettered, and their profits are inflation-proof and growing by the minute as the fentanyl drug addict scum gang-banging lifestyle thrives in the sewer she represents. And what's the real problem here, Lori? Aside from your pants are a little tight in a crotch. What's the real problem, dimwit? Let me ask you about another bombshell ruling recently from the Supreme Court, and that is striking down uh, and overturning Roe versus Wade. You call that a horrible tragedy and threaten legal action against yes. states who are thinking about seeking to punish those who travel to Illinois for a- wait, wait, you're. you're- Oh. Uh, an abortion. What kind of legal actions are you talking about? And I'm, I'm hoping that you can, because I've... Re- are you going to get peanut head on the case? The dumbest of all government lawyers. Are you going to get that dimwit when she's not beating her husband senseless as he plays video games? What a scumbag crew you got over there. Read that you, you've made a connection between guns and interstate gun trafficking and, and saying be careful what you wish for in terms of any legal actions other states, neighboring states, may take uh, against you via because of abortions. Well, there's been some notion um, out there in state le- other state legislatures that they are going to um, bring legal action against um, uh, health care providers and against women themselves if they travel outside of states where abortion is banned to a city uh, like Chicago or a state like Illinois. I mean, I have to tell you. Now, get ready. Which way you think she's going to go, Squirrel? Let's go over it. She's a lesbian. So is she going to go with the homosexuals? Can't, because this is pregnancy. She's in no danger of that. So we're not going to go with that. What could it be? What is she going to go with? Put me $50 down on race. As an African-American, what I hear when I hear that is fugitive slave laws, like we're back in the day where they're chasing people who are seeking freedom. It's the same kind of... You mean like the IRS or the uh, Illinois Department of Revenue? What, What exactly do you mean? Oh, you mean the real slaves? 
I don't think there were slaves who were interested in killing their own babies. It was a different moral standard, though. Dynamic here. I don't believe that those laws would ever pass constitutional muster, even with a court environment like we have in the United States right now. Hey, stupid. The Supreme Court is the one that said it. Hey, stupid. So what do you mean, law? You mean like Kim Fox and your pretend judges or your pretend Democrat law professors like this dimwit, what the hell's her name? Kahari Bridges, who thinks men can get pregnant? She's probably dumb enough to believe you have a big Schwansteiger. I'll go $10 an inch all next week for free, dummy. Uh, Mary Kay, Western Springs. Hi, Sean. Yeah, living around here is heartbreaking every frickin' day. You you wake up and it's it's one more tragedy after the next and um so yeah i agree don't talk about illinois so much because it'll, it'll give you a freaking heart attack there you go i appreciate it. always looking out for me she's married to my cousin and she has to susan highland park what are you going to do about I'm it susan fun. hi i'm good hi. i am um i've located work in texas and i'll be leaving illinois by the end of the year come on I'm, yep i'm done with the I know Florida would have been nice, but my background is in technology planning, and there were jobs there. So right. I want sense, you to run some some. You're gonna you're gonna be on a mission for me for my show. Okay. They they keep saying that everything's big in Texas. I've got a hundred dollar bet with a friend of mine who's got a big square head. I say that the fat asses are bigger in Illinois than Texas. Will you do a little homework for me? I will do the research and right. exploration you. for you. All right, thank you. Um, I was going to mention misplaced values and priorities, and I don't want to be one of the last of the Mohicans, so I'm sayonara, checking out. I can't live amongst this liberal no. progressive anymore. And, you know, I had, a, I had an interesting, I have a wonderful, uh, I, I, I enjoy what I do, both the radio and my other business. And I'm on, I'm showing a guy who's got a beautiful family, raised the family, has a beautiful business. And we're talking about his wife wants to relocate, and he's got his business and his family. Those same arguments we hear is we all have love and affection that ties us to where we're from. And I said, do you want to be the smartest guy in the dumbest state? Because at this level of what Illinois is doing, it is hamstringing itself, and it is stealing the future from good people. Now, if you're in that organized crime syndicate, and you're one of the benefactors of that corruption, I understand why you don't leave. I understand why you even go in and you pull the lever so that O'Hare can get $8.5 billion in a bribery scheme. I get it, but you're still a scumbag, and I identify it as you. So thank you very much, Susan. Run from the scum. Thanks. Because what Lori Lightfoot doesn't want to talk is what Chicago really needs. It needs scum control, not gun control. In Chicago. And this doesn't just have political ramifications. Obviously, there are economic implications as well. The number of homicides this year thus far is down in Chicago from last year. But violent <laughs> crime overall is up 4% yes. over last year's pace. Uh, year to date, there are... See, been- when you compound the failure, when you compound the corruption, it doesn't look so bad. I mean, after all, it's only 4%. Let's not talk about it. In the 1,762 people that were shot, it's like Stalin. One death is a tragedy, a million a statistic. See a correlation? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The joke that this woman goes on CNN. I mean, I get it. WGN, ABC News. You've got those talking mannequins. 
that have been promoting the Democrat mafia. My favorite is the better government whatever with that pencil neck geek. Uh, what was his name? Andy Shaw. I saw him once at Twin Acres eating ribs. He could have used about four more platters. He's about 106 pounds. What? What happens when his, uh, he's going to investigate government? Ooh, in the city of Chicago, it should be easy to find scandals. But what happened? His daughter out of law school went to work for Obama in the White House. Better government. Yeah, sure it is. You're in on the scam, pencil neck. Uh, future guy in Lyle. This future guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, depression. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's uh, my name is Don, but I All didn't right. want to have too many Dons. But, you know, depression uh, right. war is coming. Uh, we have uh, PSAs going out in New York City about uh, how to de- protect yourself from a, a nuclear attack. Yeah, I just watched the Book of Eli. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, it. Try not to go blind. Well, guess what? Here's the problem. Because why is it just not all over the country scaring us to death like panic that that, that should normally happen? But maybe why is it just one city? And is it our city? Maybe I mean, do you? Maybe do- we want to keep our heads down. Did you ever um, do the research of the Cold War? You remember when all that was going on? And they yep. found out the Soviet targets. Did you know? Uh, I knew the target maps. I, I went to their website, and I know there's only one place in this country that, that has uh, – there's only two places, north of Maine and the state of Oregon, where you don't have to worry about nuclear fallout. And the Keys. Florida Keys yeah, because like, of the tides. Yeah, but you, did you ever yeah. see the one in Chicago that um, the Soviet Union's strike was North Avenue in Harlem? Yeah, Nike yeah. missile bases were, or, or yeah, we, we, yeah. All my friends, yeah. all my friends, zombies in the apocalypse. It's going to be terrible. I'll survive, though, future guy, because I refuse to die. You're down in die. Florida. You're in a free state. You're in oh, a yeah. place that, that, that might, you know what? If, if the fit hits the Shan, you're on a boat. <laughs> Going is 160 miles an hour, either either to the Bahamas or to oh, to uh, Jamaica. Absolutely. You're on a boat. You're absolutely. Not, you're not, and the boat's name, robo. in case you want to know, is Righteous Indignation. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call, Rob and Piatone. Hey, uh, just wanted to call in and point out uh, this weird rule about the void. So you could be 12, 13 and have a FOID card if your parent uh, lets you have one. But if you're less than 21 and you come from a different state like I did when I first moved out here, you can't own a firearm until you're 21 because your parents have to be eligible to have a FOID card themselves. Yeah, and those rules mean absolutely nothing to the Sinaloas or the Gangster Disciple or the Latin Kings or pick. A street gang terrorizing good, honest citizens. Doesn't mean a rip. That only prevents good people and honest people from protecting themselves against the Democrat base. Thank you very much, Rob. See what I did there? Eduardo, Midway. Yes, John, how are you doing? So what the mayor should have been talking about is uh, monkeypox because she's part of a alternative lifestyle you know, that is affecting her particular group. And that really? should have been something that she should have been addressing. Yeah, of course. The only thing that us regular or straight people need to worry about is COVID. Uh, I don't know. I remember when Oprah Winfrey said by the year 2000, 50% of all heterosexuals will be infected with HIV. I was watching TV, and uh, it really disrupted my social life at that point because I was slaying them before that, Eduardo. Thank you very much for the call. I'm not quite sure how it works. I do know... I'm worried about it, but I'm also worried about the other thing. Oh, I am. 
you might want to test regularly to make sure you don't inadvertently bring the virus home to a susceptible person. Those are relatively... I want to see the emails to you and Peter Dezek. I want to see the money trail to the Wuhan lab. I want to see the NIH commission statements from Big Pfizer. I want you in jail, pickle face. Easy things to do, Neil, and yet we're not doing enough of it. And that's what I'm trying to get. You're right. We should investigate. We should have a committee. We should have a bipartisan committee to investigate the corruption in the NIH. And then we should find out how much money your wife has and how you've been hiding payments into her name. Maybe we could even get a couple Republicans, real ones, not the fake ones like Spritel, Adam Kinzinger, or the one with the inner thigh rash, Liz Cheney. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. You know, we had a caller. I love this song, by the way. This is a much better era. We had a caller and said, we gotta, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of it? And I hung up, and I feel that frustration. But I want you to know, you Illinois prisoners out there, they're listening to me from beautiful hometown at one time, Chicago. It's not like that, what you're going through everywhere in this country. There are, as we speak, up to 27 states actively suing this feeble fascist and the mafia pretending to be the Democrat Party. They Normal people were in the 50, 60, 70, 150 million people. Right? How many are here? 137. A vast majority understand that the Democrats are a mafia. We just need to convince more people. Now, you're never going to get those people in on the scam. What we have in this last example is absolute proof, absolute unequivocal proof that the Democrat Party is, in fact, an organized syndicate. Some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them, even on their financial statement, according to the Bayh-Dole Act. Now, who... (laughs) They wrote the law so they could steal our money. The only restraints in this country are not to be on you, earners. I don't care what number you make. They're to be on this. Yet this fraud, who traces back to the greatest atrocity perpetrated on the American citizen, COVID. He is a founding father, an investor in it. And they don't have to disclose the bribery that was given by the recipient of all of the reactions by politicians to a virus that they created. So let me give you some example. From 2015 to 2020, I the only royalties I have was my lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. Now, see, the thing and about... And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from $21 a year. Oh, yeah, $21 a year. This is why you don't take the explanation of a liar. The first lie is the hardest one. The next ones are easy. You're just looking for reactions. Does anybody with an IQ over six believe a word that comes out of this fraud's 
pickle face. But, you know, there are a lot of people looking at this, especially with this new strain. I can't even keep up with a doctor or even know if I'm pronouncing it right. This BA 2.75 or what have you. Uh, it always seems to be mutating. It always seems to be spreading. And yet the collective view of the world is we are over this. Time to move on. Time well, to- it was designed to mutate. Everybody wants to put this pandemic behind us and feel and hope that it doesn't exist. It does. Not everybody. Some of us want to know how it was created and who invested in it, like me. And then there's the other that want to know exactly what is going on with the so-called vaccine. But here's the other thing. There are some risk factors for, for the vaccine. So the risk of myocarditis with a second dose for adolescent boys, 12 to 24, is about 80 in a million. This is both from the CDC and from the Israeli study. It's also in the VAR study, remarkably similar, for boys, much higher from boys than girls and much higher than the background. The background's about two per million. So there is risk and there are risks. And you're telling everybody in America just blindly go out there because we made antibodies. So it is not an absurd corollary to say if you have 10. In fact, you probably make antibodies if you get 100 boosters. All right. That's not science. That's conjecture. And we should not be making public policy on it. So, Senator Paul, if I might respond to that, uh, we just heard in his opening statement, uh, ranking member Burr talk about his staff who went to Israel. And if you look at the data from Israel, the boosts, both the third shot boost and the fourth shot boost My was associated they want with you a clear cut clinical effect mostly in elderly people, but also as they gathered more data, even in people in the 40s and the 50s. So there is clinical data. But, but not in children. Well, well see, again, here's the thing is, you're not willing to be honest with the American people. So, for example, 75% of kids have had the disease. Why is the CDC not including this in the data? You can ask the question. You can do laboratory tests to find out who's had it and who hasn't had the disease. What is the incidence of hospitalization and death for children who have been infected with COVID subsequently going to the hospital or dying? What, what, are the, what is the possibility if your kid has had COVID, which is 75% of the country's had COVID, what is the chance that my child's going to the hospital or dying? If you look at the number of deaths in pediatrics, Senator, you can see that there are more deaths of people who have had it, of people pediatric- who have had the disease. of everyone who died is over 65. 84% are clinically obese. Why would they want the vaccine in every living being? It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Royalties that make these pretend doctors, these bureaucrats, filthy rich, brought to you by Pfizer. And so are the 1,374 unexplained deaths a week in Europe. At least they report it rather than America that covers it up. Oh, did you see there's a January 6th committee going on in the news? Robert Oak Park. Yes, yes. Thank you for hearing me. I'll tell you right now, nothing's going to change in the city. Nothing's going to change until Kim Fox is out of office. Forget 
forget this marriage of Geppetto. Where's yeah. she right now? In, in, in France? Kim Fox will in, never in, be out of office because she has the foot soldiers of the street gangs, which get out the vote and fraud the rest. That's how the Democrats hold power. Robert, you're in Oak Park. Right now. You know, you know that better than anybody. The good news and what you have to focus on and what you have to assure your kids to do is to get out of any city, county, or state that would tolerate the level of corruption that is referred to as the Illinois Democrat Party, which is really a mafia. Thank you for holding. I appreciate it. Frank in Arlington Heights. Yeah. Crime. That's what our government here in Illinois is for sure. Absolutely. Um, it's one money laundering scheme. Please. It is. It is. I want to talk to you about the Buy Dole Act. You know, that Fauci is really slick. He goes up there in his, you know, his um, t- testimony, and he references the Buy Dole Act. And, you know, puts that name Dole in there, you know, because he's a Republican, and he sponsored mm-hmm. that legislation. And that was designed years ago in the 70s, I think they made that act, to basically allow um, universities and, and contractors and people who worked on, you know, new technologies or new medicines that had some elements of government research to actually be able to claim ownership of it. And that was a good thing in a sense because you want to be able to encourage this economic activity and not have where these guys won't do it because they won't have any equity in it. Yeah, but that's page one. The act, if I'm not mistaken, is what, 600 pages? Well, yeah. I mean, that regulation that he was talking about where he doesn't have to list his dividends, I mean, that, my guess, I don't know for certain, but it's probably not in the act itself. It's probably a um, regulation that was come up with by some sort of agency that or commission that governs that law. It's how you it's and how that, you, you know, legalize it's how you legalize bribery by non-disclosure. Now I want to know, Frank. You, you're obviously one of the very smartest callers we have. There's no question about it. Have you ever heard of a, an act by government that allows you to hide revenue you receive from the IRS when you're filing your taxes? Is there one act? bipartisan or partisan that allows you to not disclose money you're making there is only those act for government employees that's why they don't want the rest of society to know these bureaucracies don't represent you they're not about the environment they're not about medicine they're not about health they're about a money fraud scheme perpetrated on the american people and it's why they're incentivized that these bureaucracies keep 50 percent of the fines towards their budget so they could go to vegas and act like men sickening frank and i will not tolerate it the administrative state is the biggest threat to this republic it is they're unelected they and and you know the whoever becomes president or ever gets elected to the congress they're basically you know just uh actors you know let's the face of the government that's all they are the people who run the government yeah, let's no, make bribery go after that. That's- illegal again. That's what I want to do. Let's make political payoffs and campaign bribery illegal again. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Now let's go to the head of Spectre, also known as the World Economic Forum. I love my villains to have a German accent. Stupen und Klaus Schwab. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Young people, you are championing 
an open internet and a two trillion digital access plan to bring the world online and prevent internet shutdown. And I don't think so, Herr Führer. I see the scam. I know what it's all about. And then there's the uncomfortable facts. So hundreds more people uh, are dying per week in England and Wales than usual, and it's not from COVID. Ah, uh, what could it be from? Paul, Northwest Indiana. Hey, brother. How are you this afternoon? Very good, Paul. Um, yeah, I was telling you, the screener there that I go up to Michigan weekly, the commercials that Pfizer puts out that is playing in that blue state is amazing. Yeah. So, so much rainbows and unicorns. But I have yeah. a friend of mine that works at Pfizer and is a contract worker. During the COVID scare, he never got the vaccine. He's a contract worker. He didn't have to, but he had to get a daily COVID test. Yeah. They'd go in the morning, they'd swab his nose, and they then allowed him to go into work, into the building where everything is being made, and then he'd get his test results the next day. Yeah. Those, <laughs> rules, those rules are for everybody else to bend knee. They're not for the insiders. Just like the Third Reich, the Fourth Reich protects its own. That's the saddest part. I... I wanted to take David in San Francisco. He's like when we get a call from San Francisco, somebody stuck in the hub of Democrat failure and corruption. David, I'm sorry, brother. Fastest show on radio. I appreciate David, Mitchell, Alice, Phil. Thank you all. I will be back. I have a wonderful guest. We'll discuss that and more later. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little All right. So to me, it's astonishing that there were any Americans... That didn't know that Joe Biden not only was the dumbest senator that America had, the dumbest vice president, but the most corrupt. It's astonishing to think that there's 81 people that didn't know that Joe Biden was the worst part of the Democrat mafia, the Irish gypsy, financed and funded by unions and oligarchs around the world. But the kind of character this idiot has always had. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going to enter a problem. Yeah. And we need to stay unified. You have a hard time negotiating wind, saying the word pal. You said bell. Riding a bicycle, walking upstairs. Are you a tough guy? Are you threatening people? You look ridiculous. You sound ridiculous. And if you're not careful, somebody will pick up that crackhead son of yours and beat you into sanity. That's the real problem. So now they have all kinds of polls. Polls, polls, that's all we hear about. But can they lie? How many people really think this is a man, really think he won, and really think the Democrats are going to win in all of the Democrat failure we're living through? I wanted to bring on Donald Kendall, as you know, Donald Kendall. He is uh, a research fellow at the Heartland Institute, and he is one of the In the Tank podcast hosts. Donald, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. I will say I am the podcast host the. of In the Tank. So I said one of the. Let's not share. Let's not share any of the. Uh, you well, know, then you, ha- you haven't got, You haven't gotten the news. 
You're now a co-host and you're a junior co-host. No, I'm kidding. My show, you're going to the top, baby. So tell me about Rasmussen. Because I, I, I get aggravated after pollsters show up with plastic hair, live in uh, peculiar houses, and rent rooms to lobbyists like Frank Lutz. So I hate pollsters. But Rasmussen throughout history has been one of the more accurate. Is that fair to say? I would say so, and and the thing that the that we love working with them for is because they pretty much let us do our thing when it comes to when it comes to these questions. Oh, good. So the the uh, the poll that I have here uh, today that we just got the results back the other day is uh, about the Supreme Court, and when we're putting these questions together, you know, you'll see polls. It's like, oh, what do you think about the Supreme Court? And then they'll move on to some other topic. Well, what we wanted to do was really get a sense of how the population felt about the Supreme Court and what they want to do about the Supreme Court if they have, you know, uh, uh, not the the highest esteem for it. So they allow us to do that. So I've got a bunch of questions here and a bunch of answers that go pretty deep into what uh, at least the left thinks about the Supreme Court. All right. So now we're going to go to the left. I want you to hear from one of their representatives who... Um, you know, I said earlier that uh, Joe Biden was the dumbest senator, the dumbest VP. If there was a contest for Democrat or Republican Congress people, clearly Maisie is her name. Maisie Hirono would be at the top of the list. And from the name, I'm guessing the parents knew she was going to be a moron. Originalism, they, uh, the justices who take that approach go all the way back to our founding fathers and pretend that they know what our founding fathers meant when they drafted the Constitution. I use the word pretend because who the heck would, should, would, would know what our founding fathers meant? Um, is there any reference to AR-15 rifles in our Constitution? No. That's a congressperson who swore to uphold the Constitution, who doesn't understand what the Enlightenment is, never read any of the thought process, the Federalist Papers. She doesn't even know what that means. She thinks it's a bill that allows her to inside trade. The reality is... This moron is more representative of the people, the constituents from Hawaii, which would be, look like Haiti if it wasn't for America. These morons have no idea what the principles of this country are. So it's upsetting. So please tell me there's good news in the polls. Is there good news? Uh, there, there's some good news. I mean, if you look at just the baseline question that we started off with, uh, do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Supreme Court? When it comes to very favorable or somewhat favorable, it's 52%. So that's not out of the realm of, uh, of expectations, considering all of the news that's come out about the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of other uh, answers that it comes to just down to likely voters, which this entire poll was just likely voters. Okay. Um, that would be uh, you know a little little heartening, I guess. But right. to me, I always kind of stream towards the kind of the worst case scenario, and that was found front and center in the party affiliation breakdown of these polls. So just that baseline question, favorable, unfavorable opinion of the Supreme Court, as you would probably expect, uh, people that self-identified as Democrats, 63% had a somewhat or very unfavorable opinion of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Again, not breaking any new grounds here. That's very expected. Right. Then we start asking questions like, do you agree with this statement or not? The U.S. Supreme Court is a fundamentally racist institution, to which we got an answer of 
56% of Democrats saying yes, found fundamentally racist institution. How about a fundamentally sexist institution? A much higher number, 67% of Democrats, two-thirds of Democrats saying that is a fundamentally sexist institution. So how do you take an institution like that seriously if you think that it is, at its heart, sexist and racist? I don't think you can. So what we're seeing here is a breakdown of this institution, uh, and I think that it's a coordinated effort. But again, I've got some even worse poll questions for you if you want me to get into those. Too. Well, I want you. I want you to answer my question, and that is this: the trick of the totalitarian, the trick of the despot, the trick of the demigod, is to balkanize a society into ultimate tribalism. Will people, when people will surrender their individuality? to be part of the group. What this tells me, just listening to this, as you look at the judgments, some very bad, some good, most most in favor of a top-down collectivist society. The idea that um, John Roberts, who is supposed to be an originalist, would rewrite Obamacare to legitimize mm -hmm. uh, 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 socialism and a fascist control takeover of healthcare is outrageous to me. So I don't have a real high opinion of the Supreme Court. But one thing I'm interested in, it: do people realize that the Supreme Court is politicized? That they're not judges there because they're people who are think tank uh, standouts, people who understand and based on principles. Gone are the days of Scalia that had bipartisan support. What you have now our political apparatchiks like Sotomayor, our fat judge in a little role, Belena Kagan, or this new dimwit that can't tell you what a, what a, what a baby is, or what a girl is, what a woman is. So mm -hmm. I could see if, 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 if it was right down the line that you know, people realize it's not really a Supreme Court anymore. What it is is a bureaucracy of political apparatchiks. Well, you know, and this is kind of why we ask these questions, because, you know, we, we see the echo chambers of, uh, of Twitter or something like that, these, these online social media echo chambers, where, where the, the loudest person... Yes. Oh, there, there you go. Okay, go ahead. You must, you must oh, I'm been, sorry. The NSA cut you out. Go ahead. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> we, we wanted to see what the real sense of the American public was. We didn't want uh, the, the narrative to be... Uh, determined by these echo chambers on Twitter and social media, you know, where it's just the loudest people that are that are kind of making these little headlines for themselves. So that's why we were asking these questions. And you talked about the politicization of the Supreme Court. We have a question here: Would you oppose or uh, or favor a plan to abolish the current Supreme Court and establish a new democratically elected Supreme Court with justices chosen directly by the American people? When we posed that question, we thought maybe we would get 10% of people saying yes to that. When it came to the Democratic Party, that people identified as, a, as, as Democrats, 53% said yes to that. Over half of Democrats said yes to that. That, to me, was shocking. I, I was not expecting a, a number that high, not by a long shot. I would like the Department of Justice to be elected by the people. I am not opposed to Supreme Court justices being elected by the people because in my lifetime, for certain, we have seen this become a weapon of politicians who have lied to the American people, mainly George W. Bush, um, and appointed people who they said believed in these um, institutions. And I also would like to see a term limit 
on the Supreme Court justice. The idea we're married well, to these idiots as they lose their marbles and start wetting themselves, I have a problem with. Well, hey, let, let me get your reaction to this last question. This was us trying to push the envelope as far as possible. We asked, would you strongly favor, somewhat favor, somewhat oppose, or strongly oppose a constitutional amendment that would give the United Nations the authority to reverse U.S. Supreme Court decisions oh, that huh. U.N. members believe violate human rights? Again, this was, a, this was a question that we thought maybe we'll get 2%. We want to see where the line is when it comes to the general public for some of these more crazy ideas. Self-identified Democrats, you want to take a guess what that number was? I'm afraid. This idea? I, I think I'll be low, and I, I, I'd be starting with, with an 8 in front of it. Go ahead. 40%. So 4 in 10 Democrats want to cede our national sovereignty to a, national, a supranational government organization like the U.N. That's Again, actually shocked. way less than I expected. That's how <laughs> pessimistic I am. And I'll tell you why. I'm from Chicago. And what we've seen are our, 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 our citizens who want to mirror despotic hellhole third world countries. I mean, really, you know, I have a clip here of, of, of Sri Lanka. The reason that Sri Lanka is in absolute destitution and completely bankrupt in the middle of a depression is because they simply implemented the major policies of the American Democrat Party. They, they bought into the green energy, to the uh, new right. green deal. They brought that on themselves. And the American Democrats to this day advocate for those policies that have destroyed every country. I want you to just listen to this, and this is something I caught when I was young. It's a funny thing. After the fall of communism, everybody in the world agreed that socialism was a failure. Everybody in the world, more or less, agreed that capitalism was a success. And every capitalist country in the world apparently deduced from that that what the West needed was more socialism. That's exactly right. That's Milton Friedman in the Chicago 8, somebody who um, did some bad things, but most of all did amazing, wonderful things by articulating the Enlightenment and Americanism. And he is 100% right. Directly after the fall of the Soviet Union, after everybody agreed that communism and socialism and fascism was to be rejected, what happened in this country is both our political parties became more fascistic, more socialistic, and more Marxist. It's undeniable. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, that is something that we recognize was to say that that uh, negative connotation that socialism and communism had. Uh, you know, you go back to Rocky Four when he's, uh, you know, <laughs> fighting Drago or whatever. Yeah. That again, that those terms had very negative connotations, and that that stain has kind of worn off those terms uh, as we've gotten closer to the current day. And that's why we started the Socialism Research Center at the Heartland Institute to re-put that negative connotation on those terms of socialism, collectivism, and communism. Have you ever asked the question if Democrat states should split from Republican states and if American politics should simply split and let the states decide if they're Republican, let the Democrats decide if they're Democrat, split the debt, split the economics, split the governance? Because quite frankly, I can't find one Democrat politician who speaks of the principles of liberty, freedom, or Americanism. And at that point, it's obviously arguing and tilting at windmills when we're at a point where a, a professor of law would sit on the Senate floor and tell senators and the American people that men can be pregnant 
I don't want to deal with these idiots anymore. Can we just separate, for God's sakes? Have you ever asked that question? We have not, but uh, with these latest poll results, I think that we're getting to a point where we start to have to ask that question. I love it. Like I I said, I thought some of these more absurd points of view were just reserved for the crazies on Twitter and social media. But but this shows that it goes deeper than that. So, yeah, maybe in the next round of questions we have to ask that. And you think my plan is is short-sighted. Oh, no, 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 Donald. Here's the reality. The Democrats scourge the welfare roaches and the corporatist mafia that feeds on them. They can't actually survive. Don't worry. We'll put it back together, and we'll buy it at about a 40% discount when they go bankrupt. Because every (laughs) policy these stupid idiots have is a policy of failure and bankruptcy. Let's get it over with. Let them go bankrupt. It's like having that one moron relative that refuses to listen. Let's everybody kick in. Let him go in business. When he goes bankrupt, we'll buy his car at half the price. What do you say? Yeah, you know, and I I will say one caveat is that if we are going to have this national divorce and split the country down the middle, we have to keep an open border between the two sides for about four years to let everyone, uh, you know, pick the side that they want to join. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. But make sure that the Democrats don't bring the drugs over the border the way they do now. And please assure me that Liz Cheney and her thigh rash will stay on the other side of the wall. Can you do that for me? (laughs) I will do my best. Thank you so much. He's Donald Kendall. He is the host of the In the Tank podcast at the Heartland Institute. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. You're going old school on me, huh? Sounds like my 1984 Buick Riviera. Yep. I never let anybody in that looked like Lori Lightfoot. Not a guy or a girl. Um, And I certainly wouldn't have entertained Democrats. Well, folks, uh, you know, you don't have to stand. Every time I hear hail to the chief, wonder where the hell is he? (laughs) Took me a long while. (laughs) You think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? He's uh, at Mar-a-Lago. That's where he is. See what I did there? The good news is even CNBC is catching on. Even CNBC. Now, the Democrat mafia is really littered with quite an array of freaks. Congressman Jeffries is the closest we've ever gotten to an absolute deer in the headlights. I mean, this guy, if he's not promoting race-baiting hate, he's a complete and total moron. In this country, we're still down from, from peak production. You don't, you don't think there's anything that, that you can do in Congress or to convince the Biden administration. You don't think there's any regulations that need to be eased. You don't think there's any uh, offshore activity, ANWR, Keystone, uh, trying to get rid of some of the red tape for refineries. You don't think there's anything, you don't take any responsibility it's just a, all a Putin price hike. That, that's, uh, that's what I meant about breaking ranks. I think Ro Khanna finally did say, you're, you're headed to Saudi Arabia, and, and domestically we're not producing as much as we could here. Yeah, part of the challenge domestically in terms of production is that the oil and gas companies have refused to actually act on the permits to drill that they yeah, currently have available that, to that, That's kind of a red herring, uh, Congressman. There's, there's leases, there's... You know, there's also just the overall pressure from ESG and the green lobby uh, about whether an oil company is, is going to make plans five or ten years down the road 
when you know a large part of, of the population wants to put them out of business completely. So, we- and that is exactly what happened in Sri Lanka. On Sunday, relative calm returned to Sri Lanka. Protesters remained at the president's official residence, making use of facilities normally reserved for the country's elites. Sri Lanka's 22 million people have for months been suffering the worst economic crisis the country has seen since independence from the British in 1948. The summer heat compounding electricity blackouts, fuel, food and medicine shortages, and years of paralyzing political corruption. It sounds like the beginning of the Biden administration. They've implemented those policies. The good news is they have a very high rating on that ESG nonsense. I think they're at the top of the list. Would you invest hard-earned capital on on a five-year project or a 10-year project now if you were a fossil fuel company? Yeah, I mean, it's not clear to me that the oil and gas companies really care that much about the so-called green lobby. Uh, They have made clear in their earnings calls and in their representations to shareholders that they do care about the record profits that they've been making on the backs of increased gas prices for the American people. They're not not making what they made 10 years ago. So their records based on the last two, three, four years, five years. But no one, uh, I don't remember you. Do you think there's a Democrat that understands cost of production? Is there one of these idiots? Because what they understand is how to kick out and overpay corporations and companies that give them bribes back. That's why you know this idiot Jeffrey's name. It's not because he's good at anything. It's not because he recognizes anything. What he's trying to do is implement policies that turn us into Sri Lanka. The greatest thing the people and the youth of this country has ever done is to chase this man away. He was expelled, chased away. He did not resign. He doesn't have the sovereignty of the people. Now, what we need to do is very simple. The people who love this country must unite to rebuild it. They throw out the country's version of Democrats, like Joe Biden, like Jeffries. Feeling bad for them when they lost $20 billion in 2020, either. So, I mean, it is a very volatile uh, business that they're in. And that's, unfortunately, that's the way capitalism works. Some years you you do well, other years you don't do as well. Oh, please stop trying to explain that to a political whore that does well every quarter, every year, by prostituting political power for profit. How else do you think that moron affords a $3,500 suit? Timothy in his garage. Hey, Sean. How are you, brother? Good. How are you, bro? All right, good. Hey, listen, this all goes back to the 20s when uh, Hitler and his little Nazi group, the the people around him realized this guy's crazy and this this uh, movement is crazy. So all the educated Germans, they fled Germany and they came to the U.S. and most of them landed at Berkeley. And, and you just seen the results of Berkeley today with that crazy broad saying that a man could have a baby. Timothy, you want to know what else is is always an astonishing reality? Is that only Uh months, only months before Pearl Harbor, Madison Square Garden sold out to American Nazis, now calling themselves Democrats. Believe me, this is the Fourth Reich. Let's identify it, let's reject it, and let's get it out of office. 312-642-5600. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yes, I had to turn off the propaganda news. Like the female beach volleyball. Who knew Kazakhstan? Huh. Whoever designs these uniforms, genius. Highly recommend it because we're dealing with epic failure that is self-induced. The good news is it's undeniable, absolutely undeniable. I understand that um, I don't watch a lot of network news. I mean, I have to watch some of it, and it's really upsetting. And I do turn more to Fox than any others. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more into the Salem Network. Um, and I will say there are some bright spots when you see the undeniable reality that Democrats are facing. And it's nice to have Republicans who are not grotesque shut up the Democrat stooges that still appear on Fox from time to time. This is Kaylee McEnany, who I think is wonderful and lovely. Is doing their job and they are stopping. 1.5 million illegal border crossings in fiscal year 2022 alone. It's a record. Yes, the border is open. And here on Outnumbered, we've covered the children uh, in a way that I would argue no other network has because there has been an expose on CBS. There was one, I believe it was at NBC, about emergency intake facilities, about little boys complaining that they were getting feathers and bloody and raw chicken in Joe Biden's America in these facilities. Kids on suicide watch list, girls aged 13 to 17 urinating in bags. Where's MSNBC? I thought you guys were great humanitarians. Where's CNN? Where's Joe Biden? Why isn't the media allowed? We cover here on Outnumbered. I'm proud that we do on our show kids crossing the border. But this is the humanitarian Joe Biden America where fentanyl kills Americans, uh, where illegal immigrants cross the border, where children languish away in emergency intake facilities and 50 migrants die in what is the biggest mass atrocity we've seen on our southern border. Well done, humanitarians. Good job, Kamala. That's right. Now shut up. It's wonderful to see. Now, how do we get here? Because corporations collaborated, colluded, profited with the Democrat apparatchiks, Democrat mafia. Sometimes they get hoisted by their own petard. I take um, a little schadenfreude in that. Starbucks closing several of its stores in the Puget Sound area over safety concerns. Yeah, by the end of the month, the company will close five stores in Seattle and then one location in Everett. John Hopperstead, outside probably one of the more recognized Starbucks that is scheduled to close down. John, Now, Starbucks is the crown jewel of the pseudo-intellectual demigod Democrat tyrants. This is a big story that I think proves beyond the shadow of a doubt, even if you're in the mafia, at a certain point, you have to cut ties and get the hell out of there. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Yeah, here at Westlake Center, right in the heart of the shopping district. This is one of the most popular Starbucks. Just opened its doors in the last couple of minutes. People streaming in there to get their coffee. But it is going to be one of the ones that closes down over safety concerns. Starbucks says it made the decision to close certain locations based on how many criminal complaints were made and whether stores could successfully lower the crime rates at those locations. Starbucks stores closing now in Seattle include locations in the central area, Capitol Hill, and in the Roosevelt neighborhoods, along with that one up in Everett. Now, they can simply not cover that story or deal with the ramifications of their policies. These businesses were thriving before Joe Biden usurped the office. These businesses were thriving before the Democrat state's attorneys took power and decided to protect predators and victimize the good, honest, innocent people around the country. 
But one thing they cannot change is the reality that one of their biggest Democrat boosters is now forced to take a loss, a tremendous loss, and close some of the biggest staple stores that this company, that is a Democrat affiliate in the, in the mafia, had. This is a big story. And it shows that sooner or later, you have to face the realities of what happens when Democrats are not just in control of the federal policies, but of your local areas. Democrats who, when their version of success is the city of Chicago, the city of Seattle, the city of New Jersey, of New York, have to sooner or later face the music. 334 murders in the city, over 1,000 criminal sexual assaults. And I say this in the framework of a number of large companies choosing to leave your city, whether it be a hedge fund Citadel, a large hedge fund moving to Florida, uh, Boeing moving to the suburbs of Washington, D.C. I know Kellogg has come into the city, but as you're there in Europe and touting uh, the city's economic growth there, I'm just curious what your response is to this move from many businesses that are citing crime as their number one reason. Let me just quote Citadel. Their spokesperson said the firms are having difficulty recruiting top talent from across the world to Chicago, given the rising and senseless violence in the city. Talent wants to live in cities where they feel safe. Now, she stared there with a blank, dumb look on her face, but after all, that's all she has. See, in the real America Democrat mafia failure doesn't sell. Take solace in that. That's the future. This only thrives in the Democrat mafia-controlled sewers. Unfortunately, you're trapped in one for now. The real obligation you have is to make sure your kids don't suffer under its failure because they've exported it. It's not just Chicago, but it is where Democrats rule. When I get back, I promise I'll take your calls. 312-642-5600. I'll be back and take all of your calls. I can't believe it's the last segment. Squirrel, get me another segment after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Bro, give me property prices in Papua New Guinea, Kazakhstan, will you please? Crime rates are definitely better than the sewer in Chicago, that's for sure. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, how are you? Very good, Dave. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you on the point of, you know, let's, you go do what you want to do. I'm going to go do what I want to do. But I think the Democrats are out to poison the well wherever they go. Ideologically, the country is set up to actually separate from tyranny. Ideologically, legally, it can easily be done if you do it honestly and with the, the, the reasoning and you do it by the founding law. Right? So what I'm yeah. suggesting, your point is that they've poisoned the well. No, no, no. We can still do this. Because we have the technology. It's not 1775 anymore. Everything is automated. It's very simple. You declare yourself to be under the rule of the Democrat mafia or out. Because what they don't want you to know is that a vast majority of their support is by default. 
There are people they're, that are unhappy with the corruption of the De Democrat Party as much as we are, and they formerly were Democrats. You they have to go back to, go to the principles. to ruin stuff. No, they want control, and they'll use any excuse in the book. It's all control. I still believe the majority of Americans do not want to fall under the control, especially when we are living under the failure of that control. Every failure in our society today is a Democrat policy. Every one of it. And I, people I'm are aware of it. it. I'm trying to get out of Illinois so bad, and I'm stuck. Uh, of course you are, and, and so are many of my friends and you family. Know. But you can, you can always solve that problem. You can always do it. It might be well, uncomfortable. I'm, I'm it might not be easy. Fighting. It might not be easy, and I understand that. And I think this, la this next election is the final nail. I am yep. more of a realist. Some people are Pollyanna. Let's see how it shakes up. You'll know if they elect this fat tyrant pig, Pritzker, <laughs> who is on 17 hours of FBI tape with another Democrat scumbag, yeah. Rod Blagojevich. You'll know. Yep. That's why when I see Rod Blagojevich, I'm not one of these guys, oh, you're a Trumplican. No, you're a Democrat mafia son-in-law piece of dung. So remember that. And the Democrats, they don't mind that. They're the ones that should be welcoming Rod, and those are the ones who support this fat pig governor. Thank you very much, Dave. Let's go to Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, you remember, you remember that movie, Back to the Future? I think it was the second one where Biff is running the whole area. Yes, Everything's upside down and backwards. Yes. That, yes. That's like a perfect example of a Democrat-run city. You, you sit there and go, McFly comes in and goes, what's going on here, man? Yeah, I agree with that, Lloyd, but I still will go to Escape from New York because, to me, it There you go, like, Snake Plissken. It's Snake Plissken seems a lot more realistic. After all, can you imagine trying to get somebody out of Chicago? You'd need to go through all of those hurdles. Thank you very much, Lloyd. You can always find solutions in good movies from the 80s. Dan Kenosha. Hey, Sean. Hey, Dan. Do you ever feel like you're on the Titanic with this Biden administration? Yes, absolutely. And um, I keep hearing the music get louder rather than the people you know, insist on jumping on the lifeboat of freedom and liberty. That and, and Sean, can I, say, can I say one more thing? I don't mean Absolutely. to stop on you. No, go ahead. You know, if they were going to steal the election and give us somebody, you know, could they at least give us somebody who's competent, Sean? No, no, because Joe Biden had earned his bones. He worked his way up through that corrupt sewer system. He is the perfect representation of the American Democrat, bribed, compromised and loyal to the scam joe biden is oh, exactly the face that should represent the democrat mafia i think he's you know, Sean, actually gotta... the perfect candidate to represent the democrat mafia well folks uh you know you don't have to stand every time i hear hail to the chief wonder where the hell is he <laughs> took me a long while <laughs> you think i'm joking i'm not turn around and where where's where's the president i like that he's a little dim-witted a little dementia-ridden every once in a while he lets out the truth Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I agree. And you stole the election. And now the big lie is on the way to Saudi Arabia to sweeten the pot. They bribed your crackhead son too, right?
I'm sure it's on a laptop the FBI is protecting. I can't believe it's the last segment. Are you sure we can't get one? I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.